I brought you here to bury Alan's cat. Daddy, is Church all right? Why, Judge? I had Marines. I dreamed he got hit by a car and you and Mr. Crandall buried him in the pet cemetery. What did we do tonight, Judge? What we did, Lois, was a secret. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Has anyone ever buried a person up there? May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is our episode 44, Pet Cemetery. A grieving father discovers an ancient burial ground behind his home with the power to raise the dead. Are you there, Jess? Hello. Are you there, Larry? Hello, hello. There he is. (laughs) Now... It's just uh, from episode one, it's always been me and Steve, as you all know out there. Um, but it, the f- problem we had, and, and this is, was from day one when I said to Steve, fancy coming on and just talking bollocks about horror movies with me. Um, the problem we had was he didn't really like horror movies. So, you know, he's done 43 episodes and, and done well to hang in there, but he's taken a step back for a while and... He may do some in the future, but I've got to say I really appreciate him doing it for all these weeks because it would have never happened because it had just been me sat here um, with not a lot to say and quite confused anyway. So thanks, Steve. Much appreciated, though I doubt you'll listen to this. Um, Paul will be on from time to time, but he's not here this week. So what have we been up to? Me? Usual, working. I was quite ill in the week, so I managed to watch a fair bit. Um, Not with COVID, but I was laid up in bed for a couple of days and watched a fair bit of telly, so I can talk about that later. Um, Other than that, work. Um, Jess, anything interesting or same old lockdown stuff? Same old, pretty much. Um, I have ordered some roller skates, though. Um, so that will be fun. By next week's episode, you'll find out if I've fallen on my face yeah. a lot, which is probable. <laughs> we may put um, that on the YouTube channel. Yeah, so that, I was thinking of filming it, actually, so I can, yeah. you know, see my progress. But, <laughs> yeah, should be quite amusing. That'd be something interesting on the YouTube channel. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Could, that could be good. Because um, <laughs> before, we mainly put on um, Paul with... Uh, uh, a paper moustache. I don't know if yeah. you've ever seen it, guys. I have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, it's quite interesting, Larry, if you ever get a chance to uh, look at Paul's acting. Um, <laughs> very good. Uh, Larry, what have you been up to? Um, mainly editing and putting together some short horror films, um, like sh- uh, short ideas. Um, briefly spoken about it. Um with Jess, um, yeah. and so yeah, been been working on three um, projects at the moment, like the three ideas wow. that kind of keep going back and forth. Yeah. Okay. So we talk about this uh, pet cemetery then. So it was a Stephen King book. Um, it was directed by Mary Lambert. And the only thing I could really find on her that I'd seen was. Pet Cemetery 2. Um, it had a budget of 11 and a... Have I got this right? Yeah, 11 and a half million. Uh, <laughs> this is quite a lot for 1989, I would have thought. Um, yeah. Box office of 57 and a half million. 
So it's it's made its money. Rotten Tomatoes scores. What are we thinking, Jess? Oh, sixty. Uh, okay, Larry. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go high with this one. I'm gonna say eighty. Okay, maybe. I thought it'd be a lot higher than what it is. So it's fifty-one percent. So does that mean half the people like it and half don't? Um, So it starred Fred Gwynn as Judd. Now, I love the Munsters, and he played Herman Munster. Anyone ever seen that? It's very old. Yeah. Yeah, so I preferred that to the Adams family. And I've been toy. It's in my inbox, um, in my Amazon account to buy it. I've got it there in the basket. Um, the first couple of series of it. Um, so I really like him, and yeah, I think he plays it really well. Um, a couple of other characters were Dale Midkeith, he played Lewis Creed, and Denise Crosby played Rachel Creed. And I did write that Stephen King was the minister at the funeral. Did anyone notice that? Yeah. Oh, I did not. Little cameo. Although I don't even know. I don't think I know what it even looks like. Yeah, he's been in a lot. He's cameoed in a fair few. He's he's even in it. I think one of them. Yeah, he's oh, the he's yeah. the. Have you seen it? Uh, the second part of it. Mm. Um, have you, you seen know, it, Jess? You know when he gets yeah. the bike. Uh, he buys the bike in like a second hand shop. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the shop it's owner. Oh okay. So for me. Um, what got me into horror initially, and I have spoke about it in the past, was when when I was about, I don't know, 13, 14, I, I started reading a lot of horror. But the first one I read was It, which is a massive book um, for someone as young as I was. But I did, I read it all. And then my second kind of horror book I read was Pet Cemetery. Um and then watched the film. I, I don't know when the book came out. It must have been, I don't know, seventies or eighties. Should have done, read up on it. But like the, the movie came out in eighty nine. But so it, it does mean a lot to me because it was actually, you know, one of the movies that got me really into to watching horror um, <clears throat> to a point where I've got the audio audible book, um, which is oh gosh, how many how many hours was that? I think it's like. 15 hour book read by Dexter, you know, Michael C. Hall, who played mm. Dexter. It's yeah. read by him. Um, and it's just one of those movies, and I loved watching it. I bought it on iTunes and I loved watching it again, and it was it was great. So it, it does mean a lot to me. And God knows how many times I've seen this film over the years. Um, but, you know, I purchased it on iTunes with all the extras, and it was great. Um, now, couple of other things to mention is the lad who played Gage. I think he was only two or three in it. Um, the girl, the uh, the young girl, was played by twins. So there was two of them. Did you know that? No. No, I didn't. No. Um, and I think the remake, the boy in the remake is played by twins as well. They've probably done that for a reason. Um, so, should we talk about this movie, really? 
Um, yeah. And what we thought about it. Because I don't want to spend, like like last week, we spent about three quarters of an hour talking about the movie. But really, we just want to just have other opinions on it. Because this is a first for you, Jess, isn't it? Yeah. Larry, I don't think it's a first for you. No, so. this is this is probably a decent amount of watches through. Yeah. Have you seen Pet Cemetery 2? No. I would nope. like to talk about that later. <laughs> I would like to talk about it later because it is entertaining, plus terrible. Um, so what are your thoughts, Jess? I, I liked it. I mean, I've seen the remake, um, which is quite a bit different than this mm. one, from what I recall. Um, so yeah, I wasn't expecting some of the things that happened. Um, like, because I, I don't think in the remake it was it was the girl, wasn't it? That yeah, died. they changed it around. Yeah. I think the, yeah. the first one's more like the book. It's definitely Gage. Yeah. Um, and also like. Um, I think at the end of the remake, the whole family's there, aren't they? Um, yeah. Whereas in this, the little girl's at the parents' house, so she's not involved. Um, but I thought, like, the the effects and stuff I thought were quite good, and the gore. Um, I, I love that scene at the end where uh, her, her eyes, you know, the mum when she's been brought back from the dead, mm. she, her eyes dripping. I thought yeah. that was amazing. And I don't yeah. think I'd noticed that before. This this fifteenth watch or whatever, mm. um, <laughs> it looks amazing. Sorry, sorry, carry on. Yeah, because it's when he, um, when the boy cuts Judd's ankle. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I thought that was really like gruesome compared to um, him just getting stabbed in the leg. Yeah, that's a nasty. Hostel yeah. has a little bit of that in it, I think. I remember yeah. rightly. Hence why I don't watch it. Um, mm. Yeah, that were... kind of grossed me out a bit. And then, like, his mouth being cut and then, like, hanging off later. They, they were good effects, weren't they? They were yeah. just, you know... It was, well, you see where the money went, I suppose. Mm. Um, and there was a lot of that throughout the film. And yeah. in a bit, I want to talk about that poor little cat. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I did have to check after I watched that that they didn't actually kill any animals in this because well, I was concerned. That, cat, <laughs> that, that is a cat good actor. One hell of an actor. Probably deserves, an, <laughs> like, deserves an Oscar. I literally was just like, that's not fake, is it? That looks like the actual cat. I was genuinely like, yeah. have they killed Where it? Where it rolls over, <laughs> that's got to be the cat, wasn't it? Yeah, there were multiple just, cats his head on I the think, ground. On yeah, and just it just Did doesn't they move. Drag like, it up or something, and then it just falls out sideways. And yeah, it's like at the end where they lift the head, and you can see the eyes. I was like, "That's that's not a fake cat, is it?" <laughs> so confused. I literally googled it, and they were like, "At the end, they say that no animals were harmed." And I was like, "Are you sure? Are they lying to me?" Well, the animal <laughs> said, "Yeah, I want that. Oh, yeah. it's fine." <laughs> <laughs> I was <just> like, "What?" <laughs> um, but yeah, are we are we going to go into things that we didn't like yet, or do we want to? We can just discuss it. This is, okay. you know, without Stephen and Paul and just us three, I think we just play it as we want to. Okay, that's um, cool. And just go where we want. So, um, so <laughs> I couldn't tell with the actors. I thought the girl and uh, the cat 
were the best actors in this. There was two girls as well. Yeah, so they, they were very good. Um, I felt like the parents were just so... I, I couldn't tell if it was the, the writing or if it was their acting. I thought or, it was wooden. Or Yeah, like at the beginning especially, um, Lewis had no um, facial expressions yeah. at all. That's His face didn't move. I was like, is he just supposed to be acting as like a complete miserable a-hole or is he just a terrible actor? I just couldn't tell. I was like, what is happening? And then the same with the woman. She like at one point, she uh, she closes the door in the baby's room and she's looking into the room as if she like wants to kill the child. And then when she turns around, her facial expression's like completely different. Um, the same was- with... The, yeah. Lewis, when he's when he thinks he's dreaming and he's following the ghost down to a cemetery, um, his facial expression, he's smiling. And in the next shot, he looks terrified. It's <laughs> hard because I really like the Vic- Victor Pascal character. I thought he was great. Yeah. So I, I, I thought, yeah, he was one of the best artists in this as well, actually. I really liked him. Um, oh, my, especially compared my... to the remake. My little one came into the lounge and I'd put it on, and I, and I'd forgot about the Victor Pascal scene, yeah, um, where they're rushing him into the hospital. So his head hanging out. Yeah, and yeah. and he looked round at it, and my little one went, "What's happening there, Dad?" <laughs> so you better turn around because half his brain's falling out. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> well, I'm <laughs> gonna traumatize him. Well, he turned around and then he's and then he's facing me like away from the telly, and he's. Is it gone yet, Dad? I went, no. And it didn't go for ages because that scene <laughs> kind of goes on for a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, and they show like the blood pouring out and stuff as well yeah. whilst he's talking. And, so, no, really he, he's seen some gruesome stuff, but it's not me <laughs> saying the show. He just walks in at the wrong time. Um, but, you know, mm. it, I don't think it trauma him. It, no. it, I remembered something, actually, from my childhood that I was kind of traumatised from. And I don't know if it was you or if it was Grandad, but someone was playing Jaws when I was very little. And it traumatised me. I haven't been able to watch that film since. Now, with Jaws, (laughs) I'll tell you a little story, Jess. (laughs) (laughs) Probably me, right? Because (laughs) when I was about four, my dad took me to the cinema. (laughs) To see Jaws. Right. So so I watched Jaws, and I've always been scared of what's in the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, and he took me to see Jaws too as well, which is really kind of him. <laughs> so, like, remember, I'm, I'm four, five, three, no, is maybe like, three. Is that not an age? I, know, I didn't think it mattered in them days. It just no? took you in, didn't they? Um, oh. It took you in the pushchair. Just sat you there at the front watching, you know, whatever. But, like... But when I went on my honeymoon, I went to uh, Dominican Republic. So it was the first time I'd ever been like diving in the sea. Mm. So, you know, they took me down and I had a panic attack under the water because I thought Jaws was coming. Um, so I'm probably, I'm, I'm too far down really for someone who's been their first ever time. But this is, you know, in a foreign country. Mm. And honestly, the, the bloke had to hold my hand and calm me down. And I was, had to go back to the surface and then go down. But like, I've always been scared that with sharks, um, it's my my big thing. Mm. Um, and I probably 
thought it might do you some good for you to watch it, Jess. I don't know. Obviously, it didn't. So my apologies. Um, I have a feeling it was you and Grandad because I'm sure we were at Grandma and Grandad's. Probably found it really funny. I don't yeah. know. Are you sure it wasn't like Deep Blue Seals? It was definitely Jaws. No, it was Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely Jaws. I've been able to watch it since. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad's net. My dad just laughs when I mention it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah do you good? Oh yeah. So where were we? The acting, yeah, acting right, was pretty. Church's acting was spot on. Yeah, Gage was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene towards the end where Gage kind of where he gets injected, um, and he falls over and hits his head on the wall. Do you remember seeing that? Who was yeah. that? Gage. Uh, was that? At the end, he injects him, doesn't he, to like kill yeah. him off? And he... but he actually does fall over and hit his head on the wall. Yeah, then... I laughed. I found it <laughs> very funny. But how many takes did it take for that little boy that could accidentally fall over? Yeah. And um, and he didn't start to worry. Probably edited out the crying, I expect. Mm. Um, I thought that was good. Poor little lad. I did find it quite funny when they were switching between the real child and the like adult in the fighting, and you could just see the difference with like the arms and stuff flying around <laughs> when it was a doll. <laughs> quite like that. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Zelda? Well, play. I didn't realise that Zelda's actually played by a guy, oh, man, Andrew Hupasek. Yeah. H- 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 Probably butchered that, but. Well, I didn't realize you wouldn't it. want me to say it. Oh. Do, you want, do you want me to say it? But even worse. Um, yeah, Andrew Hubersek. Hubertsek. Yeah. yeah, I think that's right. That's, that sounds that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, for, for me, I, I normally butcher every name. So uh, <laughs> uh, he was good. Mm. I thought. I think he was yeah, good. It's really he, creepy. He, like that whole. That whole bit still is, is it kind of like sticks with you. Just like again, just the imagery alone, and then they obviously use it mm. throughout of kind of using it as a, you know, like when she like moves closer, like goes really like up close to the camera. Uh, I think it's quite mm. effective. He, well, in the book, there's a lot more about what went on, but because she's obviously haunted by it as well later on Mm. i did wonder actually what was more accurate as well if this or the remake was more accurate Uh, now the fred gwynn judd i don't think his wife dies in it in the book i think Mm. he actually cures her oh but in this because he's a doctor any he um in this, she hangs herself. Is that right? She's she comes across. I think in the remake. Does she live in the remake? I can't remember. It's so it's been a while since I've watched it. But like it was a, a little bit. It's different from the book anyway. Yeah, I'm there's sure one. She, there's one huge element that they don't put in with from the book, which is the um, Wendigos. So they mention it. Uh, Judd mentions mm. it as they're walking up to oh, the cemetery. Yeah. But actually, you in the book, they're. Yeah. In, in the book, there actually is a Wendigo that follows the events throughout and is always kind of controlling 
like everything is almost and the way that they describe it if i remember is almost that the cemetery itself is like you know the um the sorry the burial ground that if you bury um something there it's almost like um unleashing the wendigo so almost like feeding um yeah feeding it um but yeah they they don't they don't I don't think I can't really remember the remake because I did I did not take to the remake. Um, but I, in this, I know it's only really a brief mention by Judd. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because I think did, was that in the more in the remake. I, I can't I'm remember. Sure, they I mentioned think, the Wendigo yeah, more. I think it is. Um, yeah, I always found that a bit odd that they didn't go into that more. So, what is a Wendigo? Can we explain it for our uh, Swedish listeners? Uh, yes, <laughs> a, a Wendigo <laughs> is a base. Well, it depends. I might be getting this wrong. Um, when it boils down to kind of like the what it is word for word, but essentially a Wendigo is um like a, a creature, usually that has f- formed from um a person, like almost like a curse that falls upon them. Uh, and essentially, yeah, they it's like through cannibalistic nature that they Ooh. almost change into cre- like a creature. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Okay. Sorry. Don't mind me. So you <laughs> put me off then, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to mute because I was typing. You hand up. <laughs> yeah, I was oh, like, oh, I think it was like a wave. No, we're, we're using this feature now. We're putting our hands up to say something. Um, <laughs> is that like a Native American thing? Um, yeah, um, US and Canada. I think it's a, a thing. So I know, like, there's yeah. a recent. Um, there was a game that came out as well that explored it. Um, until and. Uh, I can't remember the title it has until something in it, but it was a game that kind of explored that um, mythology as well around it. I think there's another film as well coming out. I don't believe it's out yet, but um, called Antlers. That's going to focus. I've on... been I've been waiting for that for ages. It should have come out. It's been finished a long time, hasn't it? But that yeah. that isn't out yet. It's not. Out yeah, yet. that I would have watched it looks, by now if it was. That looks like it's focusing on those kind of elements. Um, yeah, especially with its setting, and um, and I'm sure it'll be great because it's got like Guillermo del Toro um, behind it in some form. Okay, so there's a couple of things I that I was unsure of or didn't make sense. You know, the usual things for me um, with a movie. Now you buy a house and you've got young children, and there's a a road that's very close to your house. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for, what, 18 ton, 30 ton vehicles be doing 60, 70 miles an hour past your house. Now, if that was me as a parent, I'd be a bit concerned. And I certainly would have put a fence up or would have done something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think I was just thinking I've yeah as a parent I couldn't cope with that at all um you know I I wouldn't like to be near a main road anyway let alone those those trucks are they're doing 20 miles an hour they'd probably kill a two-year-old let alone Mm -hmm. 
the speed it was doing. Um, so that was like a bit of a weird one. I took some notes. And if you didn't have a fencer, your parents would not be coming, you know, your child would not be going anywhere near that road at any point. Mm. Um, so that, that, you know, I found a bit weird um, of everything that's happened. Um, I can't remember what else it was. There was something else. It come back to me in a minute. It come back to me in a minute. So I um, took some notes. I took some notes on on yeah. that actually because it, it. I remember a few a few watches ago. I used to think kind of the same thing about that because there's there's an overlining theme throughout this film, and I and again uh, the book. Um, not sure about the remake, <laughs> but. There's a there's a theme that is essentially is like the ignorance um, is showcased through the adults, um, and it has the the for, the for, it foreshadows a lot of the plot. Um, so, for instance, like again, the whole film is about um, essentially saying that life is precious, but but states that death is permanent. Um, like with Lewis, kind of with the idea that he's so focused on trying to prevent death uh with you know with his um with his patient um especially with victor which is kind of has like an american wealth and london feel um similar yeah. to to jack in that but the idea of it being that um that death is permanent and i know that like there's like a great interview with stephen king um that's on youtube somewhere that easily can be found um where he talks about kind of like this was a, like one of his most like personal um novels because of the fact how it was one like a, a fear that was very uh dominant for him which was that that kind of like that fear of you know uh losing somebody um close and and then the inevitability that death can't really be escaped and so what yeah. i find with that road being there is that it's almost that thing of anyone else like seeing that there's like almost two different types of death that are showcased in this film which are like pro the prolonged death being that like the juxtaposition between you've got um uh, uh rachel i believe her name is in the film um you've yeah. got rachel who obviously with her sister's death has been a pro prolonged in that the emotional impact it's had on her character and that she's still to this day, you know, can't, uh, it's a huge fear for her and that she holds a lot of resentment. But then there's also juxtaposed with that is the sudden death that is almost inevitable and can't be yeah. predicted, which uh, Lewis obviously as well, which, which is embodied with Lewis trying to, um, Almost, you know, I mean, when um, Victor kind of comes back and says to him that uh, you did the best you can, um, so you know, I'm going to 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 try and um, you know try and give that back in a way, and then almost you know um, prevent him from from doing something that he shouldn't with the burial ground. It's almost like him saying thank you for what you've done you shouldn't almost like you need to accept that, that you did the best you can, which then obviously yeah, yeah. it's a lot of, you know. So let we just round, round it off then. Um, what we're thinking about this film. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And has she got anything else to add, Larry, Jess, really? Uh, I don't think so. No. Um, I, the, the only one that I'd mention is that with... I like how Judd and Vic are basically like the polar opposites in the film. So you've got Vic who's trying to do a warning uh, and trying to help him out for trying to save his life. And then you have Judd who obviously after he's, he's saved, I believe from a heart attack. um, He then wants to offer that back in the same way, but, but to do the opposite. In the book, the only reason Judd, I'm pretty sure of this, Judd um, offers to help, you know, bring Gage back or, or Church. One one of them, I think it's Gage, is because he had helped save his wife. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the reason why. And what was the reason? You're saying the reason why in this one was... I think so. Yeah, he it's it's the uh, the I believe the, the they help Judd out by um, believe it's in a similar thing. They just roll reverse the roles, so it's on Judd because straight after yeah. then he's after the cat uh, church um, goes, he's then like you know I can tell you of this place, uh, and it's essentially Vic and Judd share the same role but just have opposing views on on what it is so like Vic saying that you know I'm here to help you don't do this because death is permanent and leaving things leaving you know animals people to rest you know you're not gonna you're not gonna get back what you've lost and then Judd's kind of way, like reasoning is very much like oh you know you've helped me I can help you know bring the cat back but again it leads down to a spiral of that's not where it ends I don't think it was ever a good idea, especially, you know, he brings the cat back. The cat's a bit, all of a sudden, very aggressive. Um, you know, not very nice at all, especially the bath scene with the rat and things. That was quite funny. Um, yeah. So then Gage dies. So Gage comes back and tries to kill everyone. So he finds it a good idea to bring his wife back. It was only ever going to end in tears, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. I found it odd because... Judd knew that it was a terrible idea. Yeah. He saw what his own dog did. So I just I found it really odd that he would do that. Especially knowing that there's children who would get hurt. Yeah, it didn't make any sense, I mm. think, some of it. But what films really ever do. Yeah. I don't um, think the cat was as bad in this one as the remake. Well, I think the cat was a better actor in this one. Oh, yeah. Without a Best doubt. actor. I think there were multiple I think they had yeah I think they had multiple cats for different scenes well they all deserve an Oscar yeah well so I wanted to call my cat <laughs> well, we got him about nine months ago and I wanted to call him Church and everyone said no so I had to go with Dexter um, and he looks a little bit like Church actually mm. but it's a great name, isn't it? Named after yeah. Churchill. And he's really mm. cute and I haven't been able to meet him because of the pandemic. He's a big boy now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's just, you know, if we're about there, should we move on to boners? Yeah. So for yeah. me, 
Um, I'm going eight. There's going to be no bullshit ones this week, or semis, or whatever they, the lads <laughs> mm-hmm. used to say. This is an entertainment film. I will revisit it again. Um, probably within the next couple of years, I would say. Um, yeah, so for me, eight. How about you, Larry? I'd, I'd agree completely. A solid eight. I think it's uh, I think it's really good. I've revisited it, God, countless times. And I think that it's got that charm about it. Yeah. The yeah. similar to similar to when I watched the um the mini series, I believe, but I just say I'll just say film, but the uh, you know, the original it that was aired. Like yeah. it's obviously, you know, it's people could say it's dated and it's not scary, uh, or like, you know, the effects aren't that good, but then it has that charm about it which just I don't know, there's something about it similar to this where I could go back and watch it easily. I I heard like I read somewhere that George Romero Romero bought this um, uh, and didn't make sure. it and didn't make it because I wonder how it had been if he had made it. Um, I think he instead he went on to do the one with the monkey. I don't know if you ever seen that. Um, I no, can't I remember what it's be off the top. It'd of be interesting to see. Like, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he would have done. Yeah. So how about you, Jess? I'm going to give it a six. Okay. Um, purely because the acting brought it down for me quite a bit. Um, hmm. Yeah, especially the main actor. He just didn't seem phased by anything at any point. Yeah, he was terrible. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. Not that I can no. remember. Her I have. Um, like, his face just looked like he'd had loads of Botox done. Like he just couldn't move his face. Strange casting. So, who would you put in? Who would you have had do that? Oh, at, at the time, like it was an eighties, late eighties film. So, how about like maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger or uh, <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme? That'd have been all right. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but not, not, not honestly. Like uh, late, late eighties. You know, I would have uh, facial expressions. Yeah, <laughs> the one, the guy who plays Kyle Reese in Terminator would have been a good one. <sighs> Kyle, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna but say yeah as if I know who that is, but I can't <laughs> picture him. Whose sirens was that? That must be yours, Jess. <laughs> yeah, probably. I can hear a lot of voices <laughs> and stuff outside amongst all the rain. I don't know who stood outside in the rain, but it's each to their but own. late '80s film. That's before you were born, you guys. Yeah. Sadly, not for me. Um, yeah, so we're looking at seven, seven and a bit, which is pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it good. So shall we move on to what we watched this week? Mm. What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? Shall I go first? Yeah, go on. Because, because I was a bit poorly... Um, Sunday I spent in bed and I went to work briefly Monday and then went back to bed and then Tuesday was similar um, so I watched with my fantastic VPN thing that I have I watched Pet Cemetery 2 which had a Rotten Tomato score of 22% now the film has you know the young lad from Terminator 2 who plays, what's his name? 
the main character. Um, obviously not the Terminator. Can you remember his name? Connor, isn't it? Uh, yeah, John Connor. Con- John, Con- John Connor. So in yeah. Terminator 2, the young lad, John Connor, he's like the main character in Pet Cemetery 2. Same director as Pet Cemetery. Um, and I had one good thing for this film. It, it was it was terrible, but I had one good thing. There was like a cop character who was a bit of a woman abuser. Um, but he was like the main bad guy, and he was like the main bad character, if you can call it that, from Highlander. I don't know if you've seen the Highlander. Mm. No, no good, but it, he film. played it amazingly. And it was the only good thing about the film. It was terrible. Um, yeah, 22%. So I watched that. That's what I do for this podcast. Um, <laughs> I watched that hotel. They call it Cecil, don't they? They, they Everyone in that Documentary yeah. pronounces it's it differently. Cecil. Yeah. Cecil, yeah. Cecil, Cecil. But they call it Hotel Cecil. So I watched, was it four episodes? So I watched all of those. Um, I didn't realise that it was a mental health that had caused it, although it looked quite sinister throughout it, that yeah. something had yeah. happened to her. And like, I'd seen youtube videos in the past of her in the lift and things and people saying she was being chased by ghosts or aliens or and it looks well i i would definitely say that it looks like mental health would you say that or you have you got a different opinion to that um have i just fucked this up for everyone i suppose but i think yeah i think it was more than likely her mental health um it, what annoyed me with that is because they could have had that documentary as like a one episode thing. Yeah, um, very long. But they obviously just dragged it out and then missed out all the key details and put them in right at the end um, just to make it longer. And then added in all these really weird conspiracies as well. Like the, um, was it the vaccine was her name? Which I do think still is really odd. Yeah, um, yeah. that was very odd and, when it came up. Yeah. And then if you go on the bookshop's website and go to maps, it takes you to her, where she is in the cemetery, where she's buried. In, How like, can Canada. that happen? Is that some kind of conspiracy person putting that in there? I, uh, like, Just no to idea. make it even weirder. They, they... Yeah. I think the map thing's probably someone's messed about with that. Yeah. Um, it's more likely than, you know. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I still don't get the vaccine being her name. That was very odd. Yeah. But it is it, odd. It was interesting. It kept me, you know, was it nearly four hours, wasn't it? Three, three and a half hours? Four, you know. Yeah. So I watched it. I gave it a go. Um, I'm not going to mention any more horror movies because I'm going <laughs> to wait till next week. Um, sat there with little one. This is my, my, my youngest. He's seven. Uh, asked for a film to watch. I said, okay, let's look at these Marvel films. Oh, yeah, I, I finished WandaVision, but I'll let oh. you guys talk about that. Oh, okay. 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 So <laughs> we just went, right, let's watch Captain America, the first one, um, which is a great film, you know. So we watched that. Um, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's, so, <laughs> it's such yeah. a good film. And 
little one didn't realize that you know captain america once was quite small and skinny and and that's amazing how they did that as well really yeah um so yeah seven bonus maybe eight it it was a great film Mm. so we watched that now i want to talk about i actually finished a book this week because i've been ill so i finished mallory by josh malaman you know he is anyone no he um wrote bird box I've said it right. Oh. I always say birdcage, which is the Robbie, <laughs> uh, Robin Williams, not Robbie Williams, Robin Williams film. But so it's the, it's the follow up to uh, Bird Box. Have you seen Bird Box? Yes. Yeah. So I won't tell you what happens, but um, they do see things this time. Oh. I'll give you that much. I'll have to read that. So you want an explanation of what they are? Oh. Oh, Go and read Mallory. I don't, I don't know if I do. <laughs> but I feel as though about... I feel as though that's what that's what made the. I feel like that's what made the first one so good. Was that like again the mm. book and the and the film was that like it's very it based itself in very much Lovecraftian horror where it's like it cannot be explained. It's personal to each, and you couldn't like yeah. physically explain it. I actually think one of the only like one of the scenes in the film that i really think they could have been cut is when he lays out all the i mean spoilers but when he lays out all the drawings of potentially like you know his sketches of what they are and i just i feel as though like nah like they all they also wanted to include at the end um an actual like monster that and you can find images online of it where it's like um molded with like a baby and it has like long arms and really like you know like alien esque kind of features, and the they say it best in like a little short video where they're like, no, we cut it because that's not that's like goes against the point of kind of the premise. So it'd be interesting to see what the sequel's going to be, uh, and definitely, it, it, yeah, it, it didn't come across in the book that well what they actually look like, although they see them and you certainly are not told why they're there or how they got there or, or anything else or um yeah but it is quite interesting it it's an interesting book i'll just put it like that so you know i'm not going to give anything away um so go out and read it because i think it's worth a read whether it's what you want i don't know now so i went on to twitter and I asked our old friend, Dejera, from Sweden, what's, you know, I need a book to read because I finished one. And it takes me ages at times to read books because I fall asleep after a few pages on the old Kindle. But so he suggested something by Hunter, Sh- Hunter Shea called Slash. Now, I had a look at it, right? And Hunter Shea is someone I listen to a lot and I have read some of his books and i really like him um he's the host one of the co-hosts of the final guys and of monster men which i really like um so i was looking at his books and there was one called swamp monster massacre which is about swamp apes so you know Jess how I feel about swamp apes. Yeah. So you've got these seven foot, eight foot hairy 
apes that live out in America, you know, in the United States. Mm-hmm. In, in of you course, know. where else would they live? Yeah, it's these these <laughs> stinky old swamp apes. So I'm reading this book, and it actually, to me, it starts like it, I start because he, he tells a story really well, and uh, so my imagination's going. So it's like he's. It's kind of like a Tarantino. That's a film how it comes across to me at the beginning. And there's a guy called Rooster who's doing a, a, a deal with some uh, Colombians. I think they're Colombians. Might not be Colombians. Might be somewhere else. I'm probably wrong there. Um, somewhere out that way anyway. Um, and he's getting chased and they end up on a boat um, with a load of tourists who are out on this like, boat trip. And anyway, they end up, some of them, so he, he kind of, not kidnaps, but it, like, he takes control of the boat and he's got a load of guns and money and things. And anyway, they run into some swamp apes and that's as far as I've got so far. And it's very violent. And uh, I can't believe I found a book about swamp apes. It's amazing. So I think Hunt to Shade does write a few kind of creature feature books um, and I would definitely recommend it to anyone because it's highly entertaining and uh, he tells a good story. So, uh, And I like that. So it doesn't confuse me. There's no stupid long words. Um, it's just a good story. So I'd recommend that. And that's what I've been doing this week. So hmm. how about you, Jess? Um, I started re-watching one of my favourite shows as a, as a child, Um so Disney have now got their star section. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Ugly Betty was one of my favourite shows when it first came out. I must have been like 11 or 12 years old. Um, was she a fashion oh, designer or something? Yeah. She's um, a assistant um, to the editor of a fashion magazine. Uh, there you go. Um, and it's very, very good. I love it so much. Um it has a lot. It's very. It feels two thousand seven, so it is is very two thousand seven. Um, a lot of certain terms and things that are used um, would definitely not be acceptable now. I'm realizing how much of it there is in there. Like what um, kind of word? You can say um, it on this podcast. Certain terms for someone who's transgender and that kind of thing um, are what? used that are offensive that you can't what? use now. What? what? Um, Words that people used to use a lot that you can't use now. <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> You're um, not gonna. Then, uh, oh, I, I, I don't know what words you mean. Like, um, um, it's like transsexual isn't the right term anymore either. And then there's more offensive terms as well. That oh, use. okay. Um, and there's like loads of other things. Um. Obviously, there's loads of models and stuff, so like things to do with eating disorders and stuff, and um, yeah. But I still I love the show, and I think it does uh, kind of encapture that era, I guess, um, and just how people were, especially in that industry. So it's very good. Um, also, it's not really the kind of show you would expect. Um, so there's a lot of like murder and mystery in it which most people probably wouldn't think of when they think of Ugly Betty if they haven't seen it. Probably just think it's about, like, fashion, but it's not. So it's very good. Oh. I have watched nearly, I think, half the season, or, well, half the series already. 
in like a few days. Yeah. Um, Because <laughs> I have a really bad habit of doing that. Uh, and then the other night, so I was sat in front of the TV. I was like, oh, I feel like watching a film. And my other half comes in. He's like, oh, I saw like this clip for a film that looked quite good on um, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, called Splice. Yeah, it's a good film. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, he saw the clip of the the girl, um, like learning how to do things when she was like really little still. Um, mm. So he obviously saw this like kind of child that had like an alien looking face and thought, "Hmm, this looks interesting." Uh, not at all what we were expecting. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I you know, we finished the film and I was like, I have no idea what just happened. Like. <laughs> I was so, so not expecting. <laughs> so I, I dropped some films around to you, didn't I? Uh, yes. Have Have you watched any? No, not yet. But I will. So, so Jess hasn't seen The Evil Dead. No. Yeah. Oh, so, or, or, so I dropped my box set over of Exodus 1, 2 and 3. Mm. Um, nice. 2 is not so good. 1 and 3 are amazing. So... Yeah, so hopefully next week I'll uh, have some of those. I'd like to, say, I'd like to, yeah, to just have a watch of those, mm. and then I can lend you my critters movies, yes. all five of them. Five? <laughs> yeah, there's five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Okay, <laughs> Jesus. And then I've got a few others to lend you, so yeah, all good. Um, huh. how about you, Len Larry? Um, so this week I haven't really been watching a lot which is um i've been mainly um editing um and doing kind of some planning for different projects uh coming up so focusing on like uh kind of two genres at the moment so horror um for these short films um and then um yeah mainly just uh kind of um i dare i say sci-fi but i've been looking into kind of like um elements that uh can go well together so miniatures um obviously special effects and all that and just just kind of uh kind of having a play around with 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 bits uh on there so hopefully that'll that'll amount to, to something and then yeah the only other thing that obviously from last um podcast and to, to go over with this one is, is WandaVision the final yes um so good. I I I <laughs> I'm probably gonna be a, in the minority on this one uh we discussed I, it on last week's podcast. yeah we couldn't go I think we said we would we would wait and watch the spoilers I had yeah. watched it so okay I'm good I'm <sighs> Yeah, so I'm so okay. So we've definitely all seen it, yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't watched it yet, um, maybe tune out for a bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spoilers spoil definitely. Um, spoiler warning. So yes, definite spoilers from this point. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so I I I'm probably in the minority, but mm-hmm. I was just a bit hesitant. I should say on the final because for me there were things that wrapped up perfectly and i was like thumbs up i obviously i love 
what happened uh, with revealing about Scarlet Witch. Um, I loved how she defeated the enemy, um, Agatha. I love how it was an element that wasn't just... I I got really worried for a a part of it because I thought it was just going to be them fighting in the air, firing lasers. And I was like... Mm. (laughs) I was like, please don't do this. I was so happy with vision v vision because again they were lasering everywhere and i was like please this isn't that type of like show it hasn't been let's you know and i really loved how they brought up the uh the boat hypothesis uh which is which is um yeah which is really detailed but the things i didn't like were there was a lot that just kind of amounted to not i wouldn't say nothing but just they just didn't get followed up on. Um, and I know that some uh, could say like, oh, well, they're not, they're not going to showcase that yet. You know, I'll wait, we've got to wait for the next installment, which I'm all happy for. Um, but, you know, one of the biggest ones for me was the rabbit. So they had set this rabbit up in nearly, you know, a good, I'd say out of all the episodes, at least four or five of them featured this rabbit in some way or form, either in the background or, you know, referencing, oh, Senor Scratchy's great on the stage and all that. And in the last episode, it was almost like, we don't need it anymore. And for me, Mm -hmm. I was a bit like, it didn't need to be, I know that there's people out there, like there's some very hardcore fans who are upset that like Doctor Strange didn't show up or like, you know, it didn't have X-Men characters in it or the multiverse um, hasn't been like completely explored now, but that really wasn't the issue for me. It was just, there were just elements like Ralph as well. I went, it kind of, we went into this a little bit last podcast, but uh, his like, I understand that it's meant to be like a misdirect almost like, you know, it's not going to be somebody who you think it is, but I just really didn't like the idea of, you know, you've got Evan Peters, mm-hmm. somebody who, again, has done like you know the fact how it's pun intended, pun not intended, but like Agatha all along, you know, pulling the strings with him. But then it just kind of amounted to what felt like a uh, at first. Obviously, I know it's a reference to a show that the director and the showrunner like were mimicking. Um, because it's I can't remember his first name, but it's something. Uh, bonus about B obviously B O H N E R, but the way it's portrayed is just like a penis joke, and it's just a bit like, well, <laughs> uh, you know, if I was like, out of everything that could have been molded here just for this character, even if it wasn't meant to be anybody, it's just going to be a a kind of though this is this guy. I just I feel as though there were elements like that, and and I I love the character Monica. Obviously, I think that she's was probably one of my favorite elements as well as obviously like wonder and the dynamic there with grief. But in the last episode, again, I just felt that she kind of like popped up to do one thing. And I was really kind of like, Oh, well, I thought this was being, again, I thought that that certain characters um, were going to have a lot more interaction with each other. And I, I I don't know. So I was kind of to perfectly summarize, I was split completely down the middle. Um, in that there were things I loved, but there were things I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit of a long call. <laughs> no, was, it was, it was yeah. good, Larry. Because, like, for me, I'm quite... 
at times I just I watch these things and I I, I don't know how much thought I put into it, really, thinking about it. Um, but I, I did enjoy it, but like, obviously on a different level to you because you're probably getting more from it. Um, I, I probably miss loads of it and, don't, and get confused. But it was good. Um, I, I did like the scenes between the witches. Mm. It kind of confused me. How, did she just drain all her power in one hit? Is that what happened? Or all of a sudden, um, which had nothing left? Um, oh, so yes. Uh, so Agatha was trying yeah. to absorb all of Wanda's power. So basically these Scarlet Witches, like power. Um, and then if I, if my memory serves me correct, uh, at that moment where they fight in the air, Wanda puts around on the hex a spell which says only it puts the same spell that she had in the ruins underneath um in the previous episode which obviously only allows for um the person who's cast the spell to be able to use the magic so in the moment where it's like draining all the powers in fact it's actually like it's got no effect because her power she can't use her powers yeah it's yeah, so I was a bit confused about it, but I don't need to think much. I just just take it in. Like that, that's what happened. <laughs> um, so shall we move on to uh, next week's movie? Yeah. Um, Larry's uh, come up with a movie called High Tension or Switchblade Romance. Was that right? Yes. Yeah, it has the French titles. movie. Yeah, it's yeah. a French movie. So we're going to watch that and review it for next week's podcast. Um, so if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's Bones Horror Pod. Uh, Instagram's Bones Horror Pod. Is that right, Jess? Yes. Right. That is getting really good. I'm really enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook, Bones Horror Podcast. And if you want to contact us via email, it's thebonesHorrorPod at gmail.com. Um it's only the three of us. If someone wants to come on one day for a bit of a guest appearance, let us know. We need someone old like me on here. <laughs> um, just as confused. So we will be back next week with high tension. See you later. Bye.